Let's go, folks. Time for the Gibby Show. How you doing, baseball fans? And welcome to another edition of the Gibby Show, brought to you by Miller Lite, the official beer of Major League Baseball and the Gibby Show. I'm John Arezzi, and joining me, he is the two-time manager of the Toronto Blue Jays. He was a member of the 1986 world champion New York Mets. He's the best-selling author of his memoir, Gibby, Tales of a Baseball Lifer, and also the narrator of the audiobook. Joining us, as always, the star of the Gibby Show, the baseball lifer himself, direct from San Antonio, Texas, John Gibbons. Gibby, how you doing? Doing good, Johnny. Little probably, uh, you know, appreciate the uh, introduction there. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> the accolades are all true, my friend. Well, one of these days I might start believing it. Probably not, but. <laughs> well, you've always been humble. humble. Humble pie. Yes, you are. I've eaten. Well, too, I've eaten, I've had to eat too much humble pie at times, so you get humble. <laughs> That's true for all of us. I tell you that it really is. But we are in a place right now where we're entering the final two weeks of the baseball season. Buckle your seatbelts. The Jays are in the thick of things after being left for dead by the sweep by the Texas Rangers, and then very alive coming back after a sweep of the Red Sox. We're going to get into all of that on today's show. And Gabbing with Gibby is going to be a special one today, brought to you by Tim Hortons. We have Jay's rookie sensation, Spencer Horowitz, joining us. And inspired by our friends at Miller Lite, we will have another weekly roast and toast. But Gibby, let's get right to the leadoff. I'm telling you, anxiety watching this team is uh, off the chart. Uh, four series remain in the 2023 regular season. 12 games against the New York Yankees and Tampa Bay Rays. Six at home, six and away. Jays are still one of the wild card teams. are in second right now with uh, both Seattle and Texas tied for that third position. It's been one heck of a week, losing four in a row to Texas, being left for dead, sweeping the Red Sox. Gibby, what kind of roller coaster ride are Jays fans going to have in these final 12 games? Hey, I don't know. I feel great, man. I don't know the problem with it. <laughs> now, you know what? Hey, this is the beauty of the wild card. You know, in, in the, Major League Baseball did this right. There's no question about it. Yeah, it's it's one of those years. It, it really is. You know, I don't think any everybody's at makes a prediction and they got to backtrack and, and what have you. As you look at last week, you know Texas had been struggling, it was struggling bad, and they come in there. You know, they won a couple games before they went to Toronto, and then you know what, everything came together for them. They swept right. They were pounding the baseball. That's kind of who they are. They leave town. You know, in, in Toronto sweeps Boston. You know, then in. They go to Texas, goes to Cleveland, gets swept by Cleveland. Then they go home and they get beat by Boston last night. Who knows? All I all I can tell you is this: bet on the Blue Jays, man. You know what? They're, they're too good a spot right now, and they got too good a team. That's the reality. Of it. They got too much pitching in the rotation, and especially in that bullpen. You know, you, it, it's there's not another team out there that can match that. So you got to give credit where it's due. You know, uh, through these roller coaster rides, everybody takes a lot of heat, right? The, the players, the the coaches, staff, the front office, and all that. But to be, you know, to be fair and to have any credibility, you got to give credit where it's due. And you look at the makeup of this team as far as the pitching staff, 
they got the they got the best defense probably in, in the game or, or at least equal to anybody. And you know what? They got they got good hitters. Maybe they haven't hit the home runs, but you know what? They're pretty good situational hitters. They they can get hits when they need them. They, they, they got a good understanding of that, which I think is going to benefit them in in the in the end. So we got to give credit there. Is it over? Of course not. But I think you'd rather be in where they're sitting right now than when the Texas Rangers and Seattle Mariners are because you know they play each other seven times. No, but that's that's no. It's this is there's nothing automatic left. But you know what? They're too good a team not to get in. All right, Gibby, following up on that, I mean, uh, the, the Jays really have beat up on the bad teams uh, who have been subpar 500 teams. Uh, but against the the winning teams, for example, uh, 15 and 25 versus the AL East, can this team be expected to beat those good teams if they get into the playoffs? I don't know. I think they're like 3-0 against the Atlanta Braves this year. Remember that you know, and some of the they're two and one against the L.A. Dodgers this year. They, uh, yeah, you know, they, obviously you're gonna have to beat the good ones when you when you get in. What was really hurting them was how they played against in their own division, right? You know, I think uh, when they played Boston, Boston won the first seven of the season, right? Blue Jays have won the last six. Okay, mm-hmm. they corrected that. Now that now they go up against uh, you know, Baltimore, they don't play them anymore. They got the Yankees, right? And the Yankees got the edge in there. But six games, they can they can flip that there too, and even Tampa. So, but you know that's that's not their goal is to, is to you know obviously if it if it ends up helping them beating those teams if when you come down to you know the head to head matchups and things like that interdivision whatever of course those things help. But just get in and they're sitting in a good you know they were written off for dead, and, and you know and they dropped a couple games and next thing you know they're they're the, they're on the outside looking in. Next thing you know they're sitting in that number two spot. So, you know, you tipped your hat. They, they, they got a lot of character on this team, the, the, the players, right? Yeah. But, it, but it's going to come down to one thing. The teams that usually win in the end have the best pitching, great defense, and nobody's better out there than these guys. So, you know, I, I even I, you know, fluctuate. I've always, I've always been a big fan of this team. But the more as we get down here to the, the end, it's tough to bet against them because they do that. You know, they've hung in there. They could, they could have disappeared under the, under the pressure of it all and everybody beating down on them. But when you look at the makeup of their team, you got to salute somebody because they put together a pretty good one, a strong team that could do some damage. Time will tell. A lot of excitement uh, at the Rogers center over the weekend. Those two walk-off wins were fabulous. Um, uh, but now we're at the point where 149 games are played already. It's been a grueling season for everybody. It uh, takes an emotional and a physical toll on anybody, whether you're a player or a coach. Uh, but right now, as we enter the last couple of weeks, um, that physical or emotional uh, taxing on your mind and on your body, do you throw that out the window? And now does adrenaline now overcome those feelings of maybe being tired or emotionally spent. Oh yeah, you know, you know what these uh, most of these guys on this team have been around a while. They've been through this grind, you know. Maybe not the, maybe not like it's this is this year when you look at the postseason race, but the long haul, the 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 162 game season. They know all that, you know. They've all been beat up. They've all they've all they've know how to play through that. You know what these these guys are getting battle hardened too because you know there's so many times ever you know that. Well, the, the roller coaster rider. That can they do this? Can they do that? Can they do this? They're 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 done. Stick the fork in them. Next thing you know, they're they're alive again. Those those guys, those guys are pretty tough, right? They, Major League Baseball players are pretty tough. 
they can, you know, they, and when, when, when it seems like the whole world's against them, they, they have the tendencies, the good teams, especially in this team is a good team. They, they, they pull together and it's us against the world kind of sometimes mentality. Well, okay. Either if you're going to jump ship on us, Hey, we're at least we're going to stick together and we'll see what, you know, then, then you will welcome you back when you decide to come back because the, in, in fandom, like even like us, even, you know, it's, it's, it's like, Oh, good one day. Oh no. Yeah. It's great. Bad. But in the end, the good teams are going to win, and if they're good enough, they'll be there, and they are good. And you say the biggest advantages for the Jays right now are, one, starting pitching, two, the bullpen, three, the defense. Yeah, you go, you go through the, every other team in the, in, the, in the baseball, even in the National League, who can match their pitching? You know, you know, Atlanta's got a couple of really good starters. They don't have the bullpen. You know, the Dodgers are bullpen. I mean, the, the, the pitching staff isn't what it used to be, right? You know, with and those guys down and, and the, you know, Kershaw, you never, you know, he has health issues and he's, he's always been suspect in the playoffs anyway. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, even go, go to the uh, American league, Tampa's lost some the key pitchers. You know, they, they can, uh, you know, they're, they're probably the, the top pitchers, even after losing those guys, pitching staff, they can, I think, come close to them because they got a solid bullpen. Baltimore. I don't, I don't think they have the pitching to get there. You know, they, 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 they pounded offensively, but does that, that what wins in the playoffs? I don't know. Houston, the, I think the Toronto's pitching staff, especially the bullpen, looks like Houston did last year when they won it all. You know, I mean, you, you get you you get in a bullpen game in the playoffs. I mean, they're t- they're tough to beat, right? Texas has no bullpen, you know, and then Scherzer goes down and w- what have yeah. you. Seattle's got the pitching staff, but you know what? They don't. I don't think they have the bullpen. The Blue Jays do, you know. So so they're in a good spot. What does that mean? Well, we're we're going to find out. But I tell you what. Uh, it, uh, they can keep, they can they can run guys left and right out of you out of that bullpen and they and they can even stick one of their starters in the bullpen come playoff time because they're not going to eat them all anyway. Now you're really now you're really loaded. Then you're really loaded is right. Um, but uh, on the other side of the coin, I mean, uh, your observation. I mean, what do the Jays have to really improve on as we head into the final uh, twelve games of the season? Just get in. Just just That's get it. in. You know. Yeah, I mean, it's too late to worry about what we need to improve on this. But you know, there's not enough games left. You know what? One I think people lose sight of sometimes that I think this team is really good at. You know, maybe yeah, everybody's wondering where where'd all the home runs go. Okay, who knows, right? But the really good situational type hitting, you know, in uh, they they can, they can get base hits, right? They can get singles, doubles, and occasionally the home runs. Even though Vladdy Junior's had three in a row, you know, the the last last week. So th- that's what kind of wins. I in the, in the playoffs, right? You're facing the better pitching. I can remember how many times, especially in 2016, 15, we were just, we were smoking, right? But our offense in 16, especially we got to that Cleveland series, who was all, always picked really well. I can remember telling myself, okay, we just need a little base here. We don't need a home run, but we were a home run type hitting team. And so we got exploited, you know, when we needed, you know, maybe just a little base hit. This team can do that in, in the tight ball games when that's all you need. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a pretty good thing to have. So, uh, even like the Atlanta Braves, they go out and they set all these home run records and all that. It's it maybe they can, but even they get into the playoffs, that, it's going to be hard to keep that up. I mean, it, it's because under the pressure rises and pitching, get, or you're facing the better pitchers night in, night out. You know, you're not you're not running into that weak sister. You know. Yeah. So. Well, I'll tell you, uh, looking also at the schedule. I mean, Texas plays Seattle seven times during the final thirteen games. They also have three games against the Astros. Uh, Tampa Bay is battling Baltimore for the AL East title. 
Uh, of course, the Jays have the Yankees and the Rays, but they don't go head-to-head with any of those uh, teams that uh, are right in the hunt with them. Uh, the Jays, do they have the best possible schedule to close out this season? Well, you know, you know, it's funny. We, you know, you, you, you see everybody rates the, the toughness of schedule down there. You can throw that out the window too, because you, throw it you know out. we're talking about Houston just lost two out of three in Kansas City. You know, you know that. Uh, so who who knows? You know, who and knows? then uh, like we said, Texas got smoked three three straight in Cleveland. Right? It's yeah. like you know, although Cleveland's formidable, a formidable team. So you don't know. So I don't I don't know if it, that even matters. All I know is this: they they need to win some games. You know when they play Tampa, that's going to be tough. That's going to that could be a preview of what's to come, and you yes. have to play three down there. So just 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 don't sink in those games, and then uh, I think they'll I think they'll handle the Yankees five. Um, yeah, you know they're out of it, but we'll see. But he, one thing's a given: I don't care what team you are, how good you are, it gets tough to win in this business when you have to win because you you know when you're playing somebody that's got nothing to lose, they relax, they let it all hang out. The nice thing is though. When baseball changed that rule where you, you couldn't bring up everybody and their brother in September, so you had you know unlimited bench. At least now there's you know it's it's uh, it's fair that way, which is kind of nice. Yeah, those couple extra guys are certainly uh, the most impactful that they could have brought up from the minor leagues right. for sure. Uh, the Jays have had a different hero every day during the sweep of the Red Sox. Uh, game one, of course, Vladdy's three one homer is all they needed. Uh, Game two was crazy, 13-inning, wild one. Uh, Cabin uh, BGO pinch hit for Matt Chapman. He got a single, and then Dalton Varsho got that misplay triple. That was an amazing, magical moment from the baseball gods. And um, and Sunday, another walk-off when Chapman comes through with the game winner in the bottom of the ninth. I do want to discuss Chappie for a second here. On Saturday, he was pinch hit for by uh, John Schneider. And there was a shot on television of Schneider with his arm around Chappie telling him why he made the move. And, of course, you know, Chappie's a pro. He doesn't want to be pinch hit for, you know, in any situation, really. But Matt uh, sat down. Uh, Whit came, uh, uh, Kevin came through, got the hit. Uh, and then on Sunday, Chappie gets the game-winning hit. So that was really cool to see. How hard is it for a manager to have that type of make that type of move, have that type of discussion with one of your main guys? Uh, can you tell us about your opinions on that? And if you could compare it to any similar move you had to make when you managed the Jays, you know, it all depends on the makeup of your team. Yeah, he, um, he, obviously, I'm sure Schneider had told him even before that moment, hey, there may be a chance we may pinch it. You know, he'd been hurt. You know, he, he you know, he hadn't had many at-bats, came back. There may be a time I pinch it for you. You know, it's kind of, it was kind of desperation time. Would, the, would Chapman have liked that? Probably not, but he's a team guy, I would I would assume. But I don't think he just, you know, uh, dropped it on him at a, in, you know, at a, in the moment, you know. So – you know, it all depends on the makeup of your team. They, they clearly they they're not afraid to use pinch hitters for certain guys. You know, the teams I had there that were successful anyway. You know, you, you had your lineup. Now you're going to run those boys out there. That's what that's what got you there. In in the in you know, there really wasn't. We didn't set it up to have platoons or pinch hits or anything like that. Occasionally you might do it. You know, um, or if you had, or if you have you're going to 
you might. The only thing you really did a lot of times was pinch run if you had a guy that couldn't run, right? Otherwise, these are your guys. You run them, man. Let's see what we got. Um, but they, but they have the benefit. This team, they got some pretty good guys sitting on that bench, and they got they got a lot of uh, lefty righto cop ways they can counter here. You know, yeah, um, a lot of depth. Yeah. So it all de- it all depends on what your team looks like. Um, and it's so the game is so different now too. With the uh, relief pitchers come in, they have to face three guys. You know, uh, so, so if you if you're on if you're on the team that the, the opposing team brings in a pitcher, you know he's got to face his three guys. So you can you, you can set yours up. However, where it used to be if you could if you could yank a guy after a pitcher, there's a little more strategy to it. Well, is he going to do this? Do I need to, if I counter this? Is he going to counter that? That's what I think's missing in the game a little bit. That I, I don't like that part. They have to face three. Okay. But, yeah. you know, but it does change the strategy a little bit because, you know, hey, that guy's in trouble. He brings this guy in. I can counter anything he, I want because that guy has to face three. Yeah. Uh, rules have evolved and changed, and some are good and some are kind of questionable like you're – Yeah, it all, depends on, it all depends on what you, how you, what you like. Yeah. You know, yeah. how you make up of your team. Yep. Well, you are listening to The Gibby Show. It's presented by our friends over at Miller Lite. And it is Miller time at Chuck's Roadhouse this month. Look for the Miller Lite feature at Chuck's during September and enter for your chance to win a trip for two to a World Series game. There's still time to enter this contest, Gibby. I mean, uh, going to a World Series would be special for anyone who gets that opportunity. And oh, yeah. You know what? You can see the Blue Jays. You never know. A road game, probably, right? Yeah, yeah. You can yeah. go to an, a number of different beautiful cities around this. Uh, this, hey. this around. Well, America. there's a chance you could you could uh, go to Texas twice. <laughs> or, or like, you know, there's two, two teams still in. I don't know. Well, it's, it'll be. It should be cooler by then, anyway. Absolutely. Uh, visit www.millerlight.ca forward slash 2023 World Series contest for more information. Nothing goes better with baseball than Miller Lite, the official beer of the MLB. Well, Gibby, the Jays could have easily folded after being swept by the Rangers, but they did not. And although the sweep of the Sox was not a cakewalk by any stretch of the imagination for so many reasons, uh, both the qualities of the team and some of the weaknesses of the Jays were on display. Uh, Gibby, this is not really a question, but it's going to be a week filled with anxiety for everyone associated with the team and a fan base that's living on the edge with them every single day. In your best Gibby logic, give the Blue Jays nation, give the Blue Jays fans, give us all a pep talk and let us know it's going to be okay. Oh, yeah. All you got to do is open that newspaper today. You know, you get yourself a Tim Hortons coffee, open up your and check out the standings and say, Hey, this is where we wanted to be. I mean, we, we would have, you know, it's, we'd take this any day of the week, right? And, but even more importantly than that, I, I know they've, everybody's questions are offense and all that. Even I have that, you know, you expected more home runs. Okay, that's not how it's worked out. But they're a pretty damn good team, and they got the ingredients that win. Pitching and defense. And you know what? When you look at the, you look at the Blue Jays, too, when they get in a lot of those extra innings, they're tight games, things start with even with, it's not in the postseason. You're not going to start with that guy on second base, but they got a knack of doing something and winning those games and getting you know something good happening. And, and uh, I think that'll be on display once they get in. But uh, yeah, you know, there's no guarantees, but you know, I think Blue Jay Nation ought to feel pretty good right now. 
It's going to be a very exciting last couple of weeks of the season. We're going to discuss it all right here on the Gibby Show. And, that's and you know what, Johnny? Hey, they get, in, they get in, they could win it all. They really could because they, they could. have pitching and defense. And when, when runs are at a, a premium in the postseason, they're not going to give anything away. That'll wrap up the leadoff. And now it's time for Gabbing with Gibby, brought to you by Tim Hortons. Twist up your snack time with Tim's new savory twist, served warm in four cheese or everything seasoning. They're a buttery and flaky pastry, freshly baked throughout the day. Snack and go with Tim's new savory twists today. Hey, go hey, go get some. You know, especially, especially you know what? Hey, I think it's hockey tryouts for young kids. It's, it's part of, you know, when you're on the go, you got to get them to the rink, man. They got to have something in their belly, man, right? Go get you one of those or. You know, you uh, people are still going, waiting to go to, or they still the weather's still good enough to go to, up to the cottage. You know, you but you don't want to waste your whole day uh, at a exactly. breakfast place. Stop you don't you don't need a reason to go to Tim's at any given time throughout the day, morning, noon, and night, and uh, it's just a wonderful place to get anything that your cravings desire. Today on Gabbing with Gibby, brought to you by Tim Hortons, we welcome one of the young guns. In the Blue Jays' arsenal, he is one of the Jays' brightest prospects, a 24th-round draft pick in 2019, who is now right in the middle of this playoff run, currently batting 291 with an OPS of 823. We welcome Spencer Horowitz to Gabbing with Gibby. Spencer, great to meet you. Great to meet you. Thanks for having me. Hey, you're hey. I tell you what, Spence, we appreciate you taking some time in New York City, man. You know, you got a big, big series, obviously, but, you know, congrats on getting to the big leagues, you know, achieving, achieving your dream, right? That's, that's, that's the number one thing. But for crying out loud, you're getting thrown right into the fire, man. You know, you can let, it's like, and you know what? The most important thing is you're, you're producing. You you really are. You know, you're, you're helping that team win some games, you know, and I can, I can remember is, is, uh, when I I played for the Mets briefly in the '80s, right, and they always had good teams, pennant chasing teams. But when you get called up from the minor leagues in September, you could back then you could you could expand the roster as, as many guys as you want, right? There was no ch- if you if you were called up, there's no chance you're getting in the game, right? I mean, it's like it's it's like you sit there and you know go warm up the pitcher or do, or do something, or or unless the team's getting blown out. But the, so we're saluting you, man. You've come up. You've gotten your first opportunity in the big leagues, and you know what? You're taking advantage of it. And, and uh, hey, how's that feel? It's um, yeah, it, it's everything I dreamed of. It's um, yeah. When you're a kid growing up, you you want to be playing in the you're in Yankee Stadium in a pennant chase, and uh, yeah, it's right where I want to be. Johnny, go start him off, Johnny. You got it. I mean, Gibby brought up uh, that you're uh, new to the the show. You're here, you're in the middle of a pennant race, but you also have something kind of unique as well. Uh, you got a couple of uh, your teammates from Buffalo right there alongside you uh, performing. But uh, how is it like being in the dugout, of course, with the the big players of the Blue Jays, their established stars, but you got Davis Schneider, you got Ernie Clement there with you. Uh, tell us a little bit about how that experience is with you three guys together on the big club. Yeah, it's, it makes it a lot easier. I think for all three of us is having a, a friendly face and a face that we've been 
been alongside with for a few months now and Davis for me, I've been alongside him since 2019. So, um, yeah, it definitely makes it, uh, it's more comfortable. It's, uh, you're playing first base and I see Davis at second and I see Ernie at short. It's just, uh, it's a, it's a familiar face is always, uh, always a, a calming factor. What did you do when, uh, when Davis made his big impact at Fenway park? I mean, were you watching, you hear about it? Tell us, uh, tell us how you felt for your buddy. Yeah, he got caught up. In, we were in Lehigh Valley. He got caught up. Um, everyone went crazy for him. Next day, he's in the lineup. We have a game at, uh, I think our game was at 7. Blue Jays game was at 7. So some guys had it on in the clubhouse. And uh, I was in the field, and our hitting coach, Matt Hay, comes out, like, pointing to, like, with a one-up. I'm like, what? Like, we're losing 2 nothing in the second inning. I'm like, what is going on? And I come in and he's like, Davis just hit a homer in his first event. I'm like, no way. Um, yeah, so everyone was ecstatic for him. Yeah, hey, now, it's, hey, 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 now it's time for you in Yankee Stadium, man. Take one over that short right field port. Right. <laughs> That'd be nice, yeah. Hey, you know what's you know what's really pretty amazing? You know, you and Davis were both drafted when the 20 20 something round, right? Yeah. You know. You've already defied the odds, you know. That, that you know. Uh, actually, you got you got a, you got a great coach, your bench coach, your Mattingly was was a was. I'm not sure what round he was, but he wasn't like you know. We're talking about the number ones, twos, and where they where they yeah. give him a job, right? Unless they, mm -hmm. they give him every chance they can until they fail, right? You know how it works. But but the fact you know, but you look at your numbers coming up through the minor leagues, and especially what you're do doing this year in Buffalo, you've always been a a, a very productive hitter. You know, so in a lot of ways, you defied the odds there, right? Somebody, they were smart enough to give you an opportunity, you know, but you you, you got to keep proving yourself. And that's exactly what you're doing. And, you, you know, you got a, a chance to have a great, long major league career. Yeah, absolutely. We were we were talking about it the other night. And, uh, yeah, I, people were like, how, like, the Blue Jays, like, are, are you, like, mad at them for picking you in the 24th round? I'm like, no, they're the only team that picked me. And I, I have nothing but love for them. So yeah, it's it's an opportunity that I took and hit the ground running with, and hopefully I can do the same up here. Hey, well, who's your team? You grew up in Maryland, right? Yeah. Was it, was Baltimore your team? Yeah, the Orioles were my team. Okay. Did you did you go to get to many games or anything? Oh yeah, I grew up going to Camden Yards all the time, watching Adam Jones, Miguel Tejada, Matt Weeters, those guys. Yeah, it was awesome. But now, now, do you guys did you get to play Baltimore yet down there after you got called no, up? No. I got called up the day at first time in Texas. They were in Baltimore. So I went to Texas. It was just missed the Baltimore by a day. And the same thing happened by like three days in September. Oh, uh, well, you could do that next year, man. That'd, that'd be pretty yeah. cool. You know? yeah. <laughs> it would be. Yeah. Well, well, you know what? You guys may meet them in the playoffs. You know, that's it, true. Yeah. Then it, you know, then you, then you can rip that hose right out of their hand. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're uh... They got some young, exciting players themselves, but yeah, yeah, Blue Jays fan now. Yes, yeah, so you know what you you can look at it though the way you guys are stacking up. You yourself, Davis, and some of the other you know guys on your team that are young, they got a good young team. For for a lot of years down the road, I mean, this is those are going to be there's going to be some battles between you guys. It's going to be a rivalry because you know because everybody's young and talented. It really is. Yeah, absolutely. The Yankees too with those young guys. They're calling. Up. Yeah, exactly. All right, get him, Johnny. Uh, I asked this uh, question to Davis uh, when he did the show with us uh, a few weeks back. 
Have you had a chance? Uh, I'm sure you probably have, but you've discussed your role over the next couple of weeks with manager John Schneider and um, into the postseason. Uh, uh, can you share with us uh, those discussions on what your role is going to be for the remainder of the season, hopefully and potentially in the in the postseason? Uh, yeah, it's um, it's really that left handed bat option on the team, whether it's uh, DH first base or the left handed bat off the bench. Um, yeah, with Brandon dealing with his back right now, it could be a little more. And uh, we don't know how long he is. It's on that. He's on the 10 day right now and uh, he's progressing pretty well. So that's good. But um, yeah, it's just being that left handed bat option. Just uh, being available for anything. Uh, another question for you, because when somebody makes the show, there's always a lot of firsts. There's your first game. There's your first hit. There's your first home run. What has been your favorite first so far in this very young, uh, young stint in the major leagues? Uh, I'd say definitely the, the home run um, for multiple reasons. Um, the night before, I got a pinch hit with the bases loaded, two outs in the in the top of the ninth, and didn't come through. And that one, that one really weighed on me. And um, and then to get back in there the next day and contribute to the team, I think I had three hits, two RBIs, and then the homer. It uh, it definitely felt really good to get back in there and come through for the team. All right. Hey, hey, Spence, the toughest job in baseball is pitch hitting. Yeah. You know? <laughs> no, really, especially for a young kid that's just cutting his teeth. You know, it, it it's hard enough to hit in the big leagues any anywhere anywhere. It's, it's hard to hit. You know when you're in there every day, right? It's it, it's that roller coaster ride. But when you're when you're you you finally go to the big leagues, and now and now you're you're waiting for that. You're chomping at the bit. You're waiting. You know you never know when you're going to be called upon. It get, that's doubly tough. You know. So when you say <laughs> you didn't you didn't come through well, you know what? I I guarantee you this. You're not. It's 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 you're going to fail a lot in that job. But the fact that you know you bounce back and you keep the, the right mental attitude. You know, I love the way. You know, I love the way the team's using utilizing you guys. You know, in mm -hmm. uh, I said it used to be in the olden days that you know they wouldn't use young guys when they came up, right? They'd they'd go yeah. to a veteran or whatever. That's just kind of the mentality. I wasn't necessarily smarter by any means, but I love the way that they, he's got confidence in you. And, or anybody that's starting the game on the bench and he'll pinch hit and all that. And it makes you, it makes you guys stronger. Absolutely. I think that's what makes this team so, so good is whether you're starting that day or not, you're most likely going to be in the game in a situation, whether for defense or offense or pinch running something. Yeah. We're, we're going to use the whole bench. Now do you find yourself? Cause I, I know down there, it's, kind of, it's, it's not a, a good situation where the, you know, the, the hitting cages are out there in, in left field. And I, and I can remember guys that weren't in the game when I was there that, you know, they'd be running down, the, going down there to get some swings in and you go, Hey, Hey, we're so-and-so we're so-and-so. Oh, he's in the cage. We'll, we'll, we'll get him down here. Let's go. He's yeah. got a hit. You, is yeah. that what you guys do in between innings? You run down there. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm always in the cage underneath there in the game, getting swings so I can be ready. And they got the bat phone sitting there right there in case somebody calls down today. We're spent at let's go. Yeah, when Brandon went down the other day, someone had to come running up and get me, and then I just went right from the cages right to the on-deck circle. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. See, people don't know that stuff. People have no idea what's in a, in a on a major league team what goes on behind the scenes. You know, yeah. in, in, even, even in a billion-dollar industry, there's some of the stupidest, craziest things, <laughs> some, some, some of the simplest things, you know. It, uh, oh, man. See, someday you'll be able to write a book, I guarantee you. Oh, yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be cool.
What do you got, Johnny? I got a couple of other questions for you. Uh, this year you played in uh, the World Baseball Classic uh, for Team Israel. Tell us about your experience at the WBC this year and how important that tournament is to the players of various countries. Yeah, I think the tournament's not just important to the players. I think it's important to the game. It's it. It was to this year. It was, I think, it was like the most viewed baseballs had in years. And um, yeah, and I felt it in that stadium. The energy when you're playing against Puerto Rico, Dominican, Venezuela, Nicaragua is unbelievable. It was my first time playing in a big league stadium, so it made my debut a lot easier. And um, yeah, it, we we had a, a great team, great staff. We we're led by Kinsler. Euclid, Brad Osmus. So yeah, we had some some really wise guys on the bench and some really talented players, and got a big win against Nicaragua. Yeah, there was a uh, a picture that was um, uh, sent out on social media uh, that was taken at the WBC of you and New York Mets and legendary baseball PR executive Jay Horowitz, who Gibby knows very well, uh, tweeted out a photo of you and him in the dugout at the WBC saying congrats to my grandson, Spencer Horowitz on his promotion to the blue Jays, a proud grandpa Jay. Now, a lot of, a lot of people thought this was real and it's even listed on your Wikipedia profile that Jay Horowitz is your granddaddy. So tell us about meeting Jay and the response to that social media post. Yeah. Um, so yeah, first met Jay at the WBC. He was our public relations guy. And, um, yeah, he came up to me one day and was just like, uh, are you my grandson? I was like, I don't think so, but we can say I am like, I, I hope not. One with, I never <laughs> met someone who spells the Horowitz the same way as I do. So yeah, he's like, come here, grandson, give me a hug. And then, uh, yeah, we just rolled with it through the tournament. Um, yeah, we got that picture and he tweeted it out and it kind of blew up and, yeah, a lot of people do believe he's my grandfather now, but no, there's no relation. But Jay's an awesome guy. Yeah, but uh, here's here's the thing on that. I, I you know, because it's on your Wikipedia, and and when I was talking to Gibby, we always you know text or so before we start a show, and this was yesterday, then or the day before, uh, when I I told him about, it, I I sent him the tweet with the photo, and and Gibby responded right back, "Is this real?" And I was like. <laughs> I think it is. It's on his Wikipedia. <laughs> and then he goes, get me, you know, I, I'm going to go, I'm going to call Jay Horowitz. And, yeah. and then, you know, give me, you know, finish the story. You talk to Jay. Oh yeah. yeah. But, but, hey, first off, you're too good looking, man, to be related to Jay. <laughs> Let's not get it. And Jay, and Jay worked too hard in his life to ever have a family anyway. You know, yeah. it's like, you know, a, a funny thing about Jay, when, when I got drafted in 1980, I think that was Jay's first years in, became the PR director for the New York Mets in 80, right? It was. And so, I, yeah, so the day of the draft, I was at my high school hitting, hitting some baseballs out of the field, and one of the coaches ran out to me, hey, you got a phone call, right? And uh, so I go in there, and, uh, you know, a guy gets on the phone. I can barely understand him. You know, he's like, he's spitting all over me or something. You know, and he's just, <laughs> he, he said, congrats, you got drafted by the New York Mets, blah, 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 blah. So Jay was the first guy I ever met when I got into pro ball. So when I oh, saw that, awesome. I I was actually hoping that you were his grandson because you know there's not a better human being in in the world than that guy. You know. Yeah, he's got he's got stories for days. Oh, he one of the. He, I tell you what, I don't know if you ever told the 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 guys on those teams in the '80s when the, I mean there was a crazy bunch. 
They used mm-hmm. to mess with with a horse. I've never seen a better mind. I he, you could tell him you need something two months down the road, tickets for somebody. He will not forget it. He won't even write it down. Yeah, he's he's one of a kind. So anyway, well, listen, hey, well, listen, we got to let you get going here so you can get to the ballpark. You know, uh, but listen, we we appreciate you coming on the show, taking some time. You know, you're you're off to a great start. You're gonna have a great career. You know. You guys are in a prime spot right now. You know what? And uh, it'd be nice to see you guys get in there. You got a chance to win it all, you know, and, and you're going to be a big part of that. You help, you know, some of the things you young guys have done since you've come up, you know, from, from the minor leagues has really helped stabilize some things there. When, when the team was desperate, they needed some things, you know, I mean, it's a, it's a rocky road. It's up and down and you guys came through. So we salute you for that, man. Great going. Thank you. Yeah. We're excited. Just uh, one game at a time, 12 games left. Just got to get in there and then anything can happen from there. Hey, uh, hey, are you gonna have like a mustache thing like old Davis and all that, man? With it for crying. <laughs> when out. I debuted, I had a little mustache, and then uh, his is just better than mine, so it took off. So, oh, so, so you grew the beard along with it now? So I just do the beard now, yeah. What did everybody in Buffalo have a have a just it was a mustache show or what? No, we were roommates in Buffalo, and we weren't hitting that great, so we were like we got to change something up. We went with the mustache. <laughs> You you two weren't hitting that great something. No way. No, forget. Had a a bad few games. (laughs) You had a bad game. Okay. All right. Well, listen, Spence, good luck, pal. Appreciate you. Thank you. Appreciate you guys. Say hello to everybody for us. Will do. Wraps up another Gabbing with Gibby. Brought to you by our friends at Tim Hortons and Spencer. Harwitz, what a really good kid he seems to be. Yeah, real pro, John. Um, you know, he's doing a heck of a job and, and not in a in a difficult role. You know, you, you finally get to the big leagues. You know, uh, you're not used to playing. You know, you're playing every day and now you're not getting that in, at the highest level. And so it's easy to lose your time and you're facing better pitch and all that, all that good stuff. And yet he's been very productive. Now he's got a role, the toughest role, one of the toughest roles in baseball, pinch hitting, those kind of things. And he's doing a tremendous job. So uh, kudos to the Blue Jays. You know, they um, there's a couple of him and Snyder, two 20th round, 20-plus round yeah. draft picks that are both contributing in a, in a pennant stretch. It's good to see the young kids getting a chance and uh, performing and helping the team out, and that's what it's all about. Well, inspired by our friends over at Miller Lite, Gibby, it's time for this week's Roast and Toast. Uh, maybe... An old fuddy-duddy. Uh, I'm talking about myself personally, not about you. Uh, I, I think I think this week we got to take a look at the change to the playoff system. Instituted last year for the first time, but could very well have an impact on this year's postseason. And that's the tiebreaker rule. For years, if two teams were tied at the end of the season, a playoff to break that tie would take place. The first happened in 1946 when the St. Louis Cardinals beat the Brooklyn Dodgers in a playoff to determine the National League winner. Classic tiebreaker playoffs included Bobby Thompson's shot heard round the world in 1951 when the Giants beat the Dodgers, the Bucky Dent game in 1978 when the Red Sox lost to the New York Yankees in a one-game playoff, advancing the Bronx Bombers as the AL East winners, but that all changed in 2022 when MLB went to a system where if there is a tie at the end of the season – then the team with the most wins over the other would advance. Uh, This is very much in play this year with the Jays, Rangers, Mariners, and Astros. 
they could all face the reality of being eliminated if they didn't win the series, uh, season series against the other team. Bring back the old system, this fuddy-duddy says. And so for this week, I have to roast the MLB tiebreaker rule. Hey, we can't forget, well, it's, it wasn't a uh, – if you don't win, you don't get in to play us. With the Encarnacion in 2016, one game, winner take all, Boston and Baltimore, he, he walked them off. Yeah. But, no, I, hey, you know what? I, I I totally get it. I understand that. I think everybody would like to see that. But I think it's come down to, you know, when you add ex- you got all these extra games, you know, um, and when you're when you're moving the wild card games instead of uh, just that one uh, play one game, the winner moves on to a best of three. Yeah, you know you're running out of, you're running out of time and logistics that figures in and all that. Uh, you know, so it it, it it so it is kind of crazy. Wanna, you don't want you don't want to be playing around Thanksgiving, I guess, is what you're saying too. Right? Yeah, you know you know what you know what's kind of though. I understand the head to head. You know, if you if you, you Played, you know, you beat that team more times, and you know I understand that one. But but the other one entered in, in your division because you know there's uh, some divisions are definitely stronger than others. There's no question about that. You know? So, but what are they going to do? You know, you I think everybody loves the wild card, the extra wild card uh, team, and, and uh, so we just got to have to live with it. But hey, hey, the world is a changing, dude. I know. You think it's ain't just this? I we know. Just gotta, and you know, yeah. every time they change something in baseball, it kind of hits a little bit harder and deeper just oh, yeah. because i'm such a purist of the game and hey well they commission commission ain't worried about you and me uh, no he's not no he's not not at all <laughs> not an iota no uh let's go to the person that we're going to toast this week and um you've heard of horse whispers gibby i'm sure well yes. this week we're gonna toast a bat whisperer uh, somebody that's been injured uh, but still wanting to contri- contribute is Danny Jansen. And uh, uh, George Springer uh, was in the middle of an uh, 0 for 19 slump. Springer sitting next to Danny in the dugout on Sunday. And uh, Danny starts talking to uh, the barrel of the bat of Springer, whispering to it, saying nice things to it. Uh, lo and behold, in the eighth inning, Springer gets up, lines a 96-mile fastball up the middle for a base hit. And uh, it's the funniest thing was like when he reached first base, Springer made kind of an appreciation known. He did one of those breakfast club high fives pointing to Jansen in the dugout with a childlike grin on his face. Jansen wasn't afraid to take some credit for it. He let start a Chris Bassett know what he did and uh, that he had a little chat with Springer's lumber. And it's safe to say that uh, some of the other uh, slumping blue Jays will be seeking some counsel from the bat whisperer in the future for everything that he did to talk niceties to that bat this week. We're going to give the toast to the bat whisperer himself, Danny Jansen. Well, hey, you assume he was saying nice things to that bat. He could have been tearing that bat apart. You know? <laughs> he could have been threatening it. <laughs> but hey, Danny Jansen, the ultimate teammate, right? The ultimate team yeah. player. He's, he's trying to. He's he's on the IL now with that finger problem, and he's uh, he's you know, he's, he's 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 helping out any way he can. So, exactly. you know, uh, it's funny. In, in base, everybody's in baseball is so superstitious, and they'll try different things. And you know, even with the, uh, you know, what. Uh, They'll try crazy things, and whatever works 
works. You know, I can remember it was in AAA at the time, but we were in Rochester, New York, and we were on a, a losing streak, right? And it was it was it was cold. It was early part of the part of the year, so everybody everybody had to contribute contribute something where some people get bats and jersey or shirt, jersey, some jock strap, shoes, whatever. And they had this big old barrel out in the bullpen. Everybody threw that thing in there and they lit it on fire. It, it was like the exorcism for the team. This wasn't about a bat. I don't remember if we won that night, but, uh, you know, <laughs> or we, we were just weren't very good, but eventually it worked, you know? Uh, so people will try crazy things, but it doesn't surprise me. Danny's trying to help out. And, um, you know, that may, that may, uh, catapult Springer into another MVP in the postseason. You never know. You never know. Hey, let me just ask you, though. You said about horse whispers. These people yeah. are horse whispers. I need a dog whisperer, man. I got these two dogs that are out of control. They don't seem Whaling to be making and any Willie, Whaling and Willie. John, you got to go out and bring somebody in, a coach, yeah, a whisperer, uh, to take care of these bad that. boys. I'm not sure that works. It worked for Danny, though. It's... <laughs> Well, it certainly did, and uh, we hope that uh, you have a resolution to your Waylon and Willie uh, problem with their behavior right now. Gibby, I guess we're going to follow up with you on that next week, as we will be following up with you uh, on what's going to prove to be another exciting week as we head to the finish of the 2023 regular season that'll wrap up this edition of the gibby show for john gibbons this is john arezzi we will talk more baseball with you next week have a great week everyone and go blue jays